Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, no, yeah, I didn't have my headphones on. You tricked me there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Hey, it's my nephew Felix is in the studio with us. Good morning, Felix. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, he's come up from Dunedin. Um, I don't know. You don't strike me the kind of guy, Felix, that would get behind like an eye year. I reckon you can, you're can. going to love this eye year. Because this is what we do to start Felix our podcast. Felix is going to be all over the eye year. This yeah. will get you going, Felix. Okay. This will get this you is, going. This is how we ra- ramp ourselves up for the podcast intro. We, we, we get an eye year going to a Chris Rea song. Okay. Uh, do you know about the eye year, Felix? Okay, so just... Just follow Uncle Matt here. He's going to lead you through the the lifting. Uh, he's going to lead us through, and we're going to start with an R, and then it's going to end up as a year. Okay. <laughs> and it's really going to fire us into this podcast with some energy. Okay. okay we, need, go? we need something here. Woo! All right. Here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. It's the 8th of the 7th, 2021. Does that make you feel good, Felix? Yeah. You feel Doesn't energized by that? A lot of energy, yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of energy. Good, that's good, good. Um, of course, uh, Felix uh, writes uh, UFC columns for the ACC. They come out um, every Saturday before your UFC tournaments, and uh, they're very, very good, actually. Uh, I read them. I read along with them when I watch. When I watch. Gives you the information, all you need to know. And um, huge one this weekend. Um, a huge one again, actually. I feel like... Um, it's funny because as you watch boxing implode and in become more and more novelty, uh, you know, Mayweather fighting uh, whoever, uh, internet YouTubers and 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 stuff, and and um, and UFC just becomes relentlessly building stars, and then and then putting up the matchups and putting the matchups not years apart but but months apart. It's amazing. So what's the big one this weekend? We've got um, McGregor, the Irish superstar, and then we've got him fighting uh, Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Again? Yeah, it's the third time. And back when Conor McGregor sort of started, he um, he knocked Poirier out in the sort of first challenge that he had. And he um, finished him in the first round, and then they just rematched in January this year. And uh, McGregor had been busy boxing and doing all this other stuff, yeah. and um, he got knocked out in the second round for the first time in his career. Yeah. So that was quite a big deal. Is McGregor still at the top peak of his game? Because how old is he now? Is he 32, 30? Is he, you know, he's, he's getting uh, uh, getting a bit older. But mind you, you sort of, what, time, what age well, do you peak at UFC? How old is old? Yeah, how old is, it, is old? Athletic prime, at least, in fighting, is supposed to be about 30. Okay. Right, oh, really? But McGregor did leave, he had his like magnum opus, which was against Eddie Alvarez, and he had these big fights, but then he left to do boxing. Yeah, so right. he's kind of been out of the game. It's interesting, though, that you're saying that your fighting prime is, is around about 30, because you think about different sports, and I mean, you wouldn't say that of a, a rugby player, okay, you come in with some experience at, at 30, but interestingly, a cricket player, actually, you, you're right, a, a bowler is generally best about 28, 29, batsmen mm. generally best in their early 30s, about 32, tennis interestingly much younger and swimming i've always noticed have you noticed swimmers always are young like yeah, in, their, yeah. in their early 20s and then by the time you're 30 as a swimmer you're washed up you're gone well i guess like swimming is moving your arms repetitively with something like ufc there's there's strategy and there's plans and the maturity and there's the experience and you've seen it before you've been in this position mm. before and like anyone that's watched a celebrity boxing match um, and, you know, people blowing their load in the first five minutes of the round because they come in. I mean, everyone will remember the great Bill English fight where he 
swam into the ring <laughs> he came oh out like God. swimming <laughs> you know oh and 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 so like that experience is it oh would be God. is huge right felix yeah totally totally i'm i'm not totally sure i think um it, it's all like your mind is probably peaking about 20 and i think like professional esports players kind of age themselves out about 20 so they can't i'm actually too old to play professional video games right at this age because it's pure hand eye it, yeah it's reaction times and stuff um, is that right yeah 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 a lot of young people you can join at like 14 15 16 yeah but, um also gymnastics because mm. you're more flexible when you're young yeah yeah um tennis a young i mean chess you tend to be about in your 50s yeah. when you really play yeah there's there's definitely I think you can maybe you can only be bothered playing it then and yeah. also outside of the realm of sport i know that learning an instrument when you get older becomes increasingly more difficult every year you get older yeah mm. Which is odd because you think you might find a strategy about how to learn it, but for some reason your body doesn't like it and, and brain doesn't like it and neither does learning languages. Well, as you get older also, there's too much shit to deal with. I think to- it's to do with neuroplasticity. So mm-hmm. like a, a baby could learn a language just by listening to it yeah. vaguely in the background because their brain's still forming. Yes. Yeah, like a, like a baby can simultaneously, like up between the ages of like one and five, can simultaneously learn three languages mm. really easy and jump between them. But if once you're over 40, good fucking luck learning a language oh it's so hard uh, interestingly though if you do learn uh, i've got a nephew and he's bilingual and properly bilingual and uh they've taught him today and english at the same time and um he they you don't speak as early so he had less words of either language until he was probably i would say three and now all of a sudden the words are coming thick and fast but before that it was like you're kind of waiting it's like your brain's deciphering what's going on but you're soaking it all up um and then they reckon learning languages at a young age if you're learning two or three languages is incredibly good for your brain development later on in life yeah you've opened up a whole lot of new pathways how does that work when you if if you know multiple languages do you think because i feel like i think in words sometimes pictures but like if you know three languages are you i'd be interested i mean this must people must be lots of people out there but do you, what language do you think in? Oh, I think it can vary. I, I was talking to someone the other day. In fact, there's a there's a study which is out, and some people, you know, um, when you think of something in your head, you see something. Yeah. Which penalty. don't. Oh, penalty for who? For England. England. Penalty. Penalty. Pause that thought, Jerry. Pause that. Is this punishing for someone listening to a podcast, which is definitely oh, yeah. going to be after this oh, game? Totally. And we're talking about a live game. Don't pause that thought, Jerry. Continue with your thought. Don't pause. Jerry. Oh, yeah. Um, And (laughs) so, you know, people thinking. Oh, it's a penalty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. You know, people thinking in pictures. He's dived there. And. And words as well, the, the your internal monologue that you have, the, the person that's inside you talking to you all the time. Some people don't have that at all. Some people, you know that, that person that's talking to you? Um, it might be the voice of reason, it might be your conscious, it might be your conscience, it might be a song, like you might have words of a song playing in your head. It's not playing in your head because you can't hear it, so it's not actually a song and they're not actually words, they're thoughts of words. But there are some people who don't have any songs playing in their heads and they don't have a voice. Right. They never hear a voice. Yeah, right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. There's some I, people that think in pictures. Yeah, because I feel like I, when I can think of a song, I hear all of it. Drums, bass, 
guitar, piano. I can hear the whole thing happening in my head at any given time. But you can't hear it, can you? No, but it's not. It doesn't. You're not hearing mm. it. No, you're not hearing. You're not hearing it. anything. It's nothing it's to do with. It's with, no volume. You can't turn the volume up and go. Can you make that a little bit louder? Nothing yeah. to do with hearing. So you're just experiencing it in the in the in the strangest way. One thing, like talking about languages and UFC, and I, I, I was thinking about this because UFC is. It's a fully, obviously, legit sport, and, and it's full on, and it, you know it's more legit than a lot of sports. And you bet, yet Dana White, he he organises the things, and he manufactures it almost in a sort of WWE. Oh, he missed. Oh, oh. oh yeah, all right. So that's a that's coming home situation. So what happened? He missed it and then kicked it in. Is that what happened? Yeah. What happened? Was it off? What what happens there? It's coming home. It's coming home. Yeah, anyway, this is punishing. Can we cut these bits out, Mash? Yeah. <laughs> it's like commentating on a game of football that'll be <laughs> potentially a day old by the time we happen. How good, though? How good? Can we get a fucking replay on it? Why are they so slow in getting replays? It was a good save originally, mm. and then he just... Spiegel... Pulled Spiegel bow. I couldn't... Just couldn't hold on. <laughs> Schmeichel. Schmeichel, born in a Nazi lab... Um, well. Okay, here we go. He saved it. So Harry Kane saves oh. it. Oh, <laughs> then it just. <laughs> oh, uh. that is bloody. That is rough. That is rough. Uh. But just great. Got on the second grab too. Wasn't far off. Schmeigelbauer. Yeah. Schmeigel. knew where he was going to kick it, and Harry Kane, and then a bunch of really out of shape English people have got their shirts off. <laughs> And even though it's overclassed, they'll be getting sunburns and and moving forward. And uh, well, it'll be good for uh, obviously. Uh, oh, there's a couple. What, how many minutes to go in, in, in uh, extra time? None. Yeah. Is that it? No, there's there's some more more there's time to go. Going, yeah. So, um, but then this is perfect because this is what we wanted to happen. We wanted England to get into the final. Yeah, and then and then to lose in a penalty and shootout. Then, and to really, really, really believe. But anyway, so what I was saying is like, say, say. Dunna White, he, he picks the fights, right? In a, in a sort of almost like Ed McMahon kind of way, isn't it, right? Uh, McMahon kind of way. And and so I was wondering, like, when you get these foreign guys and then they get on the mic at the end of the fight and they've got the translator mm. and they, it sucks the life out of the situation. For a start, Joe Rogan can't ask a question. He just makes a statement with no question mark in the mm. end. And then that's got to go through a translator who then fucks it up, and then the guy answers a total different thing. And and as a result, we're as opposed to someone that comes out, and some of the people that speak a different language come out. So is that a big part of getting another fight? If you come out and you actually nail the post-speech and you call someone out and you, you bring up your hype after you've won in that regard? Yeah, it's really important. Like, a lot of people that are fighting in New Zealand, obviously, or fighting in America, they have to learn English, if not to fight, but just to get that broader sort of appeal. Yeah, but um, Anderson Silva, famously like the middleweight champion, a long time ago, um, he uh, spoke Brazilian. Um, what what is it like Portuguese? And he, um, but he fought in America, and I think he lived in California, maybe. But he clearly spoke perfect English. Yeah. But he'd kind of put on his Portuguese accent because it was sort of more indecipherable oh. and sort of cooler until um, Chael Sonnen called him out on it. Right. In a press conference. Right. He knows better English than he does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he was going, thank you so much. Uh, it's amazing to be here. And then going off, go, yeah, it's pretty good actually, mate. And like, uh, not bad. Interestingly, it, was, it sort of seemed like a mind game because he was almost like thinking of his answer while it was being translated. Yeah. So it would be spoken, oh, translated, yeah. and he'd be going like, hmm, what am I going to say in Portuguese? Is Joe Rogan just too powerful now in UFC for someone to say to him, mate, questions end with question marks? <laughs> you can't just talk <clears> for <throat> one minute like a really short 
muscly nugget, like a thumb. <laughs> Supposedly like a thumb yeah, comes thumb. A thumb comes into the ring and then just says something for a minute to someone that doesn't speak the language and then and then they just sort of thank Jesus and then Seems like he escaped from like uh, spy kids with that big thumb people that walk around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is the spy people thumb person. Someone's gonna yeah. make that that meme. So McGregor, Connor McGregor, mm-hmm. is he gonna win this? It's Tough to say. Poirier is probably the best lightweight in the world. He didn't get an opportunity to fight for the belt because Dana likes business. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's so much distance between those first two fights. And McGregor's coming out looking for boxing, but he got his legs taken out with kicks in the second fight. So So, so do you think that maybe McGregor's focus on boxing is is like a disadvantage for him now? Like spending that much time because, you know, that's one of three main disciplines, right? Yeah. Yeah. and uh, he he's kind of playing these mind games as well, where he called he sent a tweet out that was like first one to the ground as a dusty B, as a dusty B B word. Yeah. Oh, because right, because Dustin Poirier and he. But that then Poirier re- replied like that's really insecure. Um, yeah. I'm well rounded martial artist and this isn't boxing. Yeah, like, and he said, he said the first one to to be taken down is a dusty B. <laughs> right, oh, I see what you're saying. Right, and how uh, did he have a dusty? Uh, so dusty. Are you talking balls? B-I. Or, oh, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. You can say that. Uh, oh, but, cool. I, but, but, um, dusty bitch. He's a dusty bitch. But also, hasn't he just today, hasn't Conor McGregor sort of um, revealed like a direct mess- a DM from from yeah. Poirier's wife? Yeah, he's he's trying to do these mind games because in the first fight, he called him a pea head and a hillbilly <laughs> and all these different things. And it really got in, in Poirier's head and they were shoving each other and stuff. And then obviously Poirier got knocked out in the first round. <laughs> Second fight, they were really buddy-buddy. Yeah, and right. McGregor decided to uh, donate to some of his fight purse to Poirier's charity, uh, Good Fight Foundation, I think. Yeah. Um, and since then, after he got knocked out, McGregor rescinded that offer. And in the most McGregor fashion, he ended up sending that same money to a different charity in the same area that does the same thing <laughs> just oh, yeah. as a middle finger it's quite good it's like half a million dollars as well so it's quite a statement right? i think even like that situation where he yeah i think even that situation where he um where he knocked out that guy in an irish pub for not liking his whiskey or something i think recently he bought that pub and then banned that one guy that he knocked <laughs> wow. out he's very vindictive yeah yeah that's quite good though but mm. but like um what about when he um you know he turned up at a ufc and started uh you know i can't remember what number it was but he started throwing glass and shit at that bus yeah he threw uh, a dolly yeah a dolly a what a dolly like a oh a dolly yeah, yeah right right and oh yeah and the glass went all over people and yeah people, people got injured eyes and yeah and what was up with that was that showmanship or was that he just a fucking psycho um it's that kind of like you know when you're like with your mates and you get and this idea in your head. He's got this whole posse of guys and they're like, because his opponent Khabib was on the on the bus. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. he was trying to attack the bus, but there was a bunch of other fighters on that bus too. Right, right. And um, a lot of them got injured, but he just the the uh, like UFC management just like ignored that and just pretended it didn't happen. It same, but it, like, it was like W, which you're a huge fan of the WWE and in our time the WWF, Jerry. You saw that moment eh, with Conor McGregor where, where he turned up and it was like sort of in the parking building of the lot of the stadium and he hiffed yeah. it and it was like, is this, this is, I've seen this a thousand times yeah. on WWE. Mm. Yeah, well that's the thing, so if WWE and WWF hadn't existed you would never would have seen that moment there. Mm. Like that's 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 part of the entertainment package of it. And had they called the cameras, to, why were the cameras <clears> there? I feel like the footage might be cell phone right. footage, I'm right. not sure. Right, but they definitely replayed it before in every fight. Like, just <laughs> yeah, milking right. it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's yeah. a le- UFC is a legit sport. But mm. what's brilliant about it is they've bought in. They don't. 
they don't if if you have like say like what killed the um, heavyweight boxing was Lennox Lewis being um, the champion for so long and he was so fucking boring and when he fought it was so boring that it it didn't mean anything mm. but in UFC they will uh, they will elevate people because they put on a good fight yeah. and and then they'll they'll put up competitions and they'll and so it's manipulated the fights are never manipulated obviously not mm. like not like wrestling but the the entertainment factor of it's it's manipulated and and it's um and so there's it just seems incredible like every week there's something interesting that's going to happen in the weekend. Mm, mm. Well, you don't have to manipulate the actual results of the fight when you can manipulate the matchmaking and you can think about skill differentials and the thing with boxing is like it's so high level that there's no room for error and most people don't make mistakes that lead to knockouts or that kind of thing because often it's like a great moment from one fighter and a mistake from another that leads to a, to an, a finish. But in in fighting, obviously, you could be like really good at submissions but terrible at boxing. And then just get knocked out. Yeah, right. Or you could submit the person who doesn't know how to defend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it, it, there's definitely a higher percentage of entertaining fights because of that differential. There's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge amount of blood. Yeah. I find it, I've got to be honest with you, I find it uh, tricky. I find mm. the amount of blood and the amount of getting people getting smashed their fo- <laughs> faces in with nearly bare knuckles. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. you've got gloves on, but they they look like they would actually, the gloves would hurt you more. They're there to protect the hands, not the jaw. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the amount of blood looks like, doesn't look like it'd be much fun to play. You know yeah. what I mean? It's one of those sports that's not like um, bowls where you think, oh, that looks like quite a little yeah. fun. And I reckon I could roll one of those things in if I had a little bit of luck or whatever. This, I think I would get killed. You would get literally killed if you were But that in was interesting because yeah. one afternoon when, when and I was texting you when it was the, the fight was on and, and Charlie, my son, came and watched the fighting with me and he was like, mm. I like this. And then he ended up going to a gym like the next week yeah. out in um, uh, West Auckland and, and getting some training and now he's signing up. He wants to sign up to a, a Mixed martial arts. He's already gym. a better mixed martial artist than I am. He's already <laughs> could wallop me. <laughs> um, so it must, it's exciting for kids. But don't you think it's interesting? Like, say, in a time in society, not to get too deep. Why wouldn't I get too big? I can do whatever I want. It's my podcast. But anyway, when things are getting safer and safer, and people are talking about safe spaces, and they're talking about um, words of violence, and and you know, people are saying they're getting hurt by tweets and all this kind of stuff. The fastest growing sport and the sport that's making the most money and getting the most media is is more brutal than anything since pretty much the gladiators. It was probably allowed it. What's going on in the rest of society and, and everybody's being so safety conscious has probably allowed this to grow. Yeah. Because everything mm. else has come down, 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 down. And this only needs to put its head up a little bit for it to be at a place where people go, you know what, that is a place where we can actually still see all that sort of stuff. The annoying thing about boxing when you watch it is, especially heavyweights, is is just the hugging. It's just the constant punch and then hug and then punch and then hug and then... P- that's annoying. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and the UFC's got rid of that because there's, there's just there's more. <laughs> like if you look to look at Adesanya, like yeah. he he's in there and then sure he's doing one thing, kicking your leg, and then he'll do that question mark kick. That, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that, that it's, it's like so you can't you can't there's no you can't you can't hide from your opponent in UFC. And no, I think that's what that, people that's like a, it. You can't hide. You can't, you can't hide. There's nowhere to hide. You can't have a mm. tactic that's going to keep you away from him. You can't or, go up against the ropes and then you can't and then get separated because like, you've got your mm. tactic and because you're doing that tactic. Um, Adesanya's just kicking you really hard in your front leg until you can't walk, you know, mm. or, or or whatever part of it. So it's it's and like like McGregor in that first fight, uh, sorry, in the second fight, if he had just been able to just stand with with Poirier, he probably would have won. But he, his leg went out, and that was like the beginning of the end when he got kicked a bunch in the leg. I think yeah. he won the first round. Um, McGregor did, and then he just got 
KO'd after he lost his footing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. And it's another interesting part of it is like, say, you'd like, you know, someone gets hit on the helmet with a ball in cricket now and they stop the whole game down and then there's a, con- a, a concussion test and then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rugby. And then there's a sport where you're celebrated and the, the goal of the entire sport is if you knock someone unconscious. Yeah. You get, a, then, yeah, you get a bonus. You get, <laughs> you get a bonus. You, you celebrated the crowd. Yeah. Friggin' loves it. There's yeah. a real dichotomy. There's a between yeah. how one's one every other sport's treating concussions yeah. and and boxing and, and UFC's mm. treating concussions. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, getting kicked in the face is it's a lot. Apparently, like even like a three or four year old can knock an adult out with a proper kick to the head. It's <laughs> yeah, like right. really. Just because, oh, it's all about, about the it. neck. Isn't it about the? Is it about the jugular? It's about the neck and it's, the blocking off of that artery for a second. Um, well, isn't that what knocks you out? Mm, that chokes you out. Like if you, you can, you can squeeze the artery and you can. That's like a blood choke where you reduce the. But then you wake up immediately and it seems like he wasn't out. But um, with with knocking out the whole thing with punching someone on the chin is because it it sort of hits like a nerve, like your chin goes back and hits into a nerve, I think, and shuts your brain down for a second. I think that's what it is. In it's the centre of your the, brain. It's that movement. Yeah. It's the sudden movement. It's like where so, that so what's spinal the, cord. What's the brain's goal there? Is, that, is, is the brain's goal, because you'd think like if you're in a fight with a saber-toothed tiger, just yeah. shutting down and ending up unconscious on the ground is the worst possible outcome for being hit in the face. So is it, is it, does it form a, a, like, you know, you sometimes they put someone in an induced coma where they mm. shut them down to try and save them. Is there, a, is there a, an advantage in going unconscious or is it just it's that you've just been so fucked up that, that the brain just stops working? It's like it's like the computer, you throw a computer on the ground, yeah. it turns off kind of thing situation. Yeah, I think I think it's just like like physics. We haven't we haven't been punching each other in the chin for long enough that we've developed a resistance to that nerve. It's like, <laughs> and boxing and, and UFC is like a cultural development and evolution where it's like they have found the best way to knock each other out. Yeah, right. But mm. it hasn't changed and it would take millions of years for that to change. Yeah, because if you think about like cavemen when they were fighting they weren't watching slow motion no. replays and finding the exact weakness of where to punch someone to, no. to, to hurt them but yeah. our faces did evolve to be punched didn't they there's something about that I'm sure I've, mm. I've read something about that well, yeah, there's something about the way our uh, male faces particularly changed oh, yeah. over time they became flatter yeah um, because so it did less damage when you were punched square in the face yeah <laughs> which is the term is you've got a, a punchable time. face every human has a, every human male has evolved to have a punchable face yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because because i mean but no when you look at neanderthals though like did they have a different nose or because i think i think the biggest weakness in being punched right in the face is obviously your jaw and your nose our right? noses get bigger and bigger mm. every time, yeah yeah, yeah. They, they like my nose is a pointy pointing piece of shit that if you mm. punch me right on that it's not good hopeless yeah it's a hopeless pointy you don't, you don't want that yeah yeah they never say someone's got. They say someone's got a weak chin, but they never say that guy's got a weak, <laughs> a weak a nose. He's got a big nose. He can't fight. Big nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you so you you've got another article out this week on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday coming up, and yeah. it's it's looking like a good card. It's, it's pretty loaded. Who else is on there? Um, it's kind of like besides that main event, there's lots of sort of shoddy matchmaking, but um. Uh, the co-main event's really good because you've got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who's this ridiculous karate specialist, one of the best kickers, um, versus Gilbert Burns, and that's going to be like short, stocky, powerful jiu-jitsu player versus someone who's very light on their feet, switches stance constantly, all those kicks and things. Um, and then you've got some weird matchmaking, like you're opening the card with Sean O'Malley, who's like a can opener at this point where he's only given cans to fight. And um, his opponent pulled out who was already sort of average, and now he's got an unknown fighter with a terrible record so that should be a showcase for him 
Just a yeah. free victory. That's like that's like um, WWF again when we were kids. They used Mike to, Sharp versus like you know Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, there would be some, it'd be like um, yeah, Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus John Simpson. Oh man! <laughs> and then my highlight is um, you got Greg Hardy who's like an ex, I think like uh, American football player, and he beat up his wife. Um, the dom- got domestic battery charges. I think he assaulted her by throwing her on a pile of guns. On a pile of guns. <laughs> I don't know how that worked, but apparently it's a very American way to beat up your wife. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, he's he's been given a bunch of opportunities for no reason, even though he's terrible, and he calls himself the Prince of War. So he's um, he's he fighting against well, this. The guns. He should be the wife beating pussy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Probably be a better name for him. He is like a heel. Like everyone just wants to watch him yeah, get knocked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's, and that's, he's fighting like the Mark Hunt prodigy. Uh, a Bam Bam Tuivasa, Tai Tuivasa. Oh, right. The guy that does the shoeies. Yeah, 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 right. After he knocks people out. Oh, how good. Oh, I love the shoeies. Yeah, yeah shoeies are good. Kiwi, yeah, so um, if you're watching this weekend, then um, yeah, the ACC releases um, uh, Felix's columns. Um, uh, you find them there, and they're, they're a great, they're a great accompaniment because uh, I think when you're getting into UFC, you don't know anything, so you don't know why you give a shit about mm. that fight. And then if you just read a couple of paragraphs of why you should give a shit, you're like, suddenly... Mm. You give a shit. You choose a side. It's yeah. interesting how the human brain works, and you suddenly decide, "I want that guy to win." And then UFC is like nothing else, and compared to the tension of wanting someone to win, yeah, you know, when someone's in a fucking hold and there's ninety seconds to go in the fight, yeah, yeah, there's nothing. It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much thanks, for coming Felix. in, Felix. Yeah. Cheers. Good on you. Bloody good. Cheer your face off Friday tomorrow. You've been listening to the intro of the Matt and Jerry podcast. For your convenience, the body of the show is now a separate podcast. It is also available right now. So if you would like to listen to that, you can do so. Anyway, rate and subscribe. Tell your friends. Send audio questions to Matt and Jerry at yahoo.com. Follow us on Instagram at Matt and Jerry. That was the intro podcast. The body of the show is waiting for you right now. I love you, babes. Bless, bless, bless.